Jackie Patton, and last year I founded Inkblot Creative, a brand new and very different communications and marketing agency. I love a good chat with an interesting human, so I've been so lucky on every episode of Series 2 to chat to business leaders, creatives, and everyone in between about how they stay connected. We've talked about big goals, important relationships, and holding on to a sense of purpose when what's going on in the world right now isn't always in our control. I have absolutely loved that you've joined me for these conversations. Thank you so much for tuning in every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher. If you've enjoyed these chats as much as I've enjoyed making them, I'd love for you to go and leave us a review. This week, I'm talking to two very special people. Now, normally these episodes are with me talking to people that I find interesting or have had great careers or who I've sought out because they do something a little bit different. But the two ladies that are joining me this week, Kelly and Jackie, have become two of my best friends. I met them at a conference this time last year, and as fate would have it, we were sat next to each other. Sitting next to each other led to going for a pizza, which led to a glass of wine, which has led to weekly chats on Zoom to keep up with each other's lives, even though they live in the States and I live in the UK. So I can't wait for you to join us for this conversation. It's a little sneak peek into what our chats are normally like. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea. This is stay connected okay so Jacqueline and Kelly thanks for joining me happy to be it's um thank you for having us you're very welcome and for the listeners it's always weird when you do that bit at the beginning of a podcast when you've clearly had a 10 minute conversation before you actually press record um so (laughs) Kelly and Jacqueline are two really good friends of mine that I met almost a year ago almost exactly a year ago we all went to a business conference and by some weird kind of stroke of fate we ended up sat next to each other there were six thousand people there so it was really lucky and we were sat next to each other and we kind of bonded over pizza and wine one of the first nights and then we just have kept in touch and during corona kind of from march we started having weekly calls to kind of get each other through this strange strange world we're living in and I just keep thinking god I don't know if I could have got through the last couple of months without these two lovely ladies so when we were talking about connection on the podcast and doing this series I thought it would be really cool to do an episode where we talked about keeping friendships long distance alive because Jacqueline's based in Arizona Kelly's based in Maine both in the US I'm in Jersey little island off the coast of France so you know this is a long distance friendship it is. Um, but I start every single episode by asking my guests to bring an item along that they feel most connected to. And obviously you can't do that because we're not all together at the moment. But do you want to maybe talk to me a little bit about the items you've brought? Jacqueline, do you want to start? Sure. And, and I, I just want to start off by saying when you say that you live in an island off of France, it sounds much fancier than where Kelly and I live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> much fancier. So the item for me would be my journal. It's something that I started doing probably about four years ago consistently. And I start off every morning by writing in it what I'm grateful for and my affirmations that keep me going, especially through really hard times. And then I also write it at night. It's how I end my day, bring me down, get ready for bed. And I put my gratitudes in it again. And I also put my affirmations and anything that I need to write about that is on my mind to help me kind of accept the tough times that we've been going through and, and start the day fresh the next day. So my journal, my gratitude journal is what is very special to me, very connected. And when you say affirmations, what does that mean for you when you're writing affirmations? I would say for, you know, when I first started, I started writing affirmations based on like what I, where I wanted to be in 10 years or five to 10 years. And I want to own my own business. I want to live in Italy. I want to speak a second language. I want to run a marathon. And I still have some of those affirmations listed, but now it's more of daily affirmations of how I, how I live my life and the values that I run my life by. So very much more of. I accept myself for who I am. I am grateful. I am at ease. I am at peace with myself. So much more of value-oriented affirmations. I still have the goal-oriented ones, but that's the goals aren't what drive my life. The values are more what drive my life now. That's super interesting. And before we started this chat, um, Kelly, you said, I'm looking ex- at my journal exactly as Jack 
curious. So you're obviously yeah. a journaler too. I am. And so just to be interesting, I won't use that as my item, but that's the first thing that popped into my mind because now that I've incorporated that into my life, I am so committed to it and almost addicted. I journal goes with me wherever I go. I might just be traveling for one night. My journal comes with me because it's such an important way to, like Jacqueline said, to stay connected to myself and my values. Goals are important, but every day, who am I? What's important to me? How do I want to live my life? So that completely resonates with me. And what would your, so as as Jacqueline stole your thunder with the journal, <laughs> what, you, what, what would your, what do you feel connected to at the minute in terms of an object? So the other thing that I'm looking at, I have a big basket of supplements <laughs> sitting here on you my desk. You are the desk. first person that's brought supplements as their item, Kelly. I will, I'm very impressed with um, You know, through, in general, I'm committed to my physical and mental health and supplementation has been a huge part of that for me. Um, when I was younger, I went through a phase of depression and anxiety and I was given an antidepressant. And I, I have no problems with that. But for me, um, it wasn't the fix that I needed because nobody talked to me about proper nutrition, about getting enough sleep, about exercising and about supplementation, um, taking vitamins and minerals. So um, for me, it's a big part of making sure that I stay mentally and physically well. So I've got them here on my desk and I don't forget to take them every day. I love it. I actually am. Um, Kelly does this thing on Instagram. And I'll put all of the, all of their stuff so you can find them afterwards in the show notes. But Kelly does this thing on Instagram every morning where she um, turns over this little, what is it called? The thing, the thing you look at? I call it morning motivation. It doesn't have a name. I actually got it at this really kind of cheesy, cheap, like dollar store type place here oh, in the US. It's a wodge of like little motivational things best purchase I ever made yes every morning she makes a cup of coffee and she turns it over and every day when I see her doing it I take my vitamins because it's always my little reminder to be like oh I've not done my thing I need to do so I love that I'm very committed to that calendar too Kelly every morning when you show when you show what the motivation is that day I'm like yes I take that for me too selfishly so thank you yeah it's a great piggyback off of the journaling right because maybe you've got something going on and you can take that, you know, that little piece and add it into whatever it is that you're already channeling. So I, I love that those are your objects. I'm not surprised because both of you are so like cool and like into looking after yourselves and definitely one of the highlights of our weekly chats that we have. So every Friday we have a little call and one of the highlights for me is always like you guys are always so like you're thinking about like, why do I feel like that? Like, what can I do to make myself feel better? How can I make changes? You know, you're both really committed to that. And I love that. That makes me really happy. It, I, me too. And I would say that, I don't know about you both, but I feel as I've gotten older, it's been harder for me to find people who are willing to really, really be incredibly vulnerable, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how much it's painful to talk about. I think a lot of friendships that I've had in the past have had almost an image of perfectionism that they have tried to showcase. And I would come to the table with, you know, you ladies know me, I cry at commercials and I... Everything. I do. I tear up at everything. And uh, I'm very in touch with that side of me. Every time um, I see people sad, I think, oh, no, Jacqueline's going to cry if she sees <laughs> And I, I do suffer from anxiety. So the journaling and meditation really helped me. But I'm so grateful for you ladies, because both of you have been very willing to showcase how you feel, whether you are elated and feeling on top of the world, or whether you are down and you need help, and you need someone to talk to. So the two of you have not only pushed me in a good way, but to also showcase all of those feelings, but you have elevated friendships that, that I have had in my life. Oh, you're so cute. I wish we could just go and have a cup of tea in the real life, though. That's the sucky thing about long distance. I know. Well, it was interesting because we were together for three days. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Literally been in the forum for three days. We connected on like a spiritual level. Seriously, I feel like I've known you my whole life. And we just were all so different. Yeah. Yet we, we complement each other so nicely. And we do have that 
one commitment in common, which is to be the best version of ourselves. So it's really nice to come together once a week and have that conversation with people who find it equally as important, like Jacqueline said, to be vulnerable, to be asking questions, to be constantly improving and being able to have like honest feedback from people as well, you know, and not taking it personally or shutting down. And it's really interesting what Jacqueline said there about um, like the different kinds of friendships you have in your life. And I like friendship is obviously one of the, well, for me, it's one of the biggest connections in my life is my friends, different people. And, you know, I've got friends who I've known since before I was born, I guess. Our mums were walking around with two bumps. So we were kind of there together. I've got friends that are friends I know I'll always have, you know, people that you've known since you were a kid, but they've kind of, they've been there through every bit of your life. Um, But equally, there are friends that kind of go, right? There are people that Mm -hmm. kind of disappear or are there for a season. Um, But as you said, it's sometimes really hard to make those connections as a grown up. Like you feel a bit creepy being like, do you want to hang out and be my friend? Right. And can we talk about our feelings? And to be honest, we're all pretty intense, ambitious women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. But But that is what I love, Kelly. I think you bring up a good point. The ambition, like. I love seeing the success that you and Jackie have, like when you achieve something or when you share your goal and you talk about progress, like I am truly cheering you on and rooting for you and and trying to help you in any way I can. And I think that's also hard to find when people are so incredibly comfortable and confident in themselves that they can really cheer people on and really want the best for other people without any type of ulterior malicious motive. So I think that's another beautiful part of of the friendship and something that we all should strive to look for in our tribe. Absolutely. And we talk a lot, don't we, about like abundance mindsets. Like literally, I think every time we have a conversation, we talk about abundance and that idea of like, you know, if you, if you want it and you put it out there and you, you know, if you cheer people on, there's enough for everyone, that kind of idea. Um, And I think, I don't know about you. It'd be interesting to know what kind of friendships you've had. But as a girl kind of growing up, I'm super lucky. Some of my closest friends when I was like a teenager are still my closest friends now. And they're just amazing people. But equally, I knew some people that like got pretty minging when their hormones kicked in. Right. Sometimes girls can be mean. What about you? Did you ever have you had any friendships kind of in your life that have changed or passed through? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm really lucky, too, where most of my friends that I had growing up are still my friendship, are still my friends now. And some of the most important friendships that I have, you can't replace people that know every bit of your story, right. And have seen you grow. But I think that I'm such a dreamer and I'm so ambitious that I can be a lot for a lot of people. So I'm not saying that it's a shortfall on their end, but you know, I'm a lot, as people say. And I like that about myself and I'm okay with it. And I also can appreciate that for some people, that intensity, you know, is just hard to <laughs> take all the time, right? So it's like we have different friendships for different parts of who we are. And I think that's important too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Jacqueline, what do you reckon? Have you have any friendships that have kind of changed or... I have. I would say I I moved around a lot as a kid. Went and so I I have a core group that I still have from like grammar school and stuff. A few from high school, few from college. But I, I would say I, I've definitely struggled in the friendship department. I would say because I I truly think that it was because I wasn't sure of the person that I was, and it has taken me a really long time to let my true self come to the surface and I can be a lot for people too. And I think some people have embraced that. Some people haven't. I've, I think I've grown past people a little bit. Uh, and so I think for me, the past few years, I have been so incredibly lucky to be able to have the core group of friends that I have and that any friends who I have distanced myself from or have, have sort of our friendships have evolved into where we don't talk or spend time with each other anymore I don't necessarily look at that as a bad thing I do think what you said Jackie it was a season and I look back on the beautiful memories and they were happy but I also feel as though that 
I'm not meant to keep every friendship in my life just because they were a friendship at one time. I think it's okay to accept that friendships change just as you evolve and change. And to find people that grow with you is really hard. And I would say over the past few years, I've been lucky to have that, and especially with you too. Um, but I would say as soon as you have those people, hold on tight to them in a non-creepy way and uh, take them for the ride. <laughs> Yeah. Have you um read the book Big Friendship? No. So I've not read it yet, but I keep listening to podcasts where people keep talking about this book and it's these two women that have written this book and it is about Kelly's literally writing down Big Friendship as we talk. This is her vibe, right? The minute I've said that I can see she's like write it down so don't forget. Who's the author? Uh, no idea. I'll send you it afterwards. Okay. I'll link it in the okay. show notes because I feel like it's really relevant, but they wrote these two women wrote this book with the idea about what do you call those friendships in your life that are like pivotal relationships? You know, those friends that are like proper pivotal relationships and kind of saying, oh, they're my friend doesn't really feel enough. And they wrote this mm -hmm. book about kind of how to navigate those kind of relationships and you know, thinking about them in the same way you think about like your partner and like the way you commit to those kind of friendships. Um, but I keep hearing them talk about it and it's on my on my list to buy that book. So I feel like us three should read it because it's probably yeah. all the things they talk about we keep talking about. Yeah. I, I have one friend that I made as an adult and I literally call her my soul sister. It mm. is just, there's so much in common between our stories, between our personalities. Our, and it's just, it's really an incredible friendship. So that book sounds super interesting to me because... I, again, there are, there's so many layers. There's so many different kinds of relationships and different levels. Yeah. And what about family? Because both of you lovely ladies have beautiful children that I very luckily get to see quite frequently on the old WhatsApp video. Um, so how do you make sure that you're making time for, for them? Because like you've both got busy jobs, you've got a lot going on corona the world on fire etc how do you make sure that you're keeping Jacqueline's laughing <laughs> come on that's a pretty good I reckon that's information of yeah. where the world is right now um how do you make time for your kids and your family and kind of keeping those connections strong you want to go first Jacqueline? sure <laughs> I would say I would truthfully the the way that I can be the best version of myself for my husband and my daughter is, is to make time for myself. And so I mean, whether it's journaling, meditating every day, exercising at least once or twice a week, I try to, you know, go get a massage or go get my nails done or go for a walk or just go, you know, in my backyard and read. When I take that time to self-reflect and just be in silence, I, I really can be the best version and truly listening to my husband and asking him questions and being engaged and playing with my daughter. Who is the cutest thing in the world, incidentally. Oh, well, thank you. Ellie thank just, you. You showed me a picture earlier of her in a flamenco dress and I can't even bear it. So you'll have to see Oh, that. yes. She started taking flamenco lessons at school. I have to show you, Kelly. It's so funny. I Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Um, but if I do that, I feel like I can, when I'm sitting down with her coloring or reading, like I'm all present. I'm all there for her. And if I don't take the time for myself, I'm distracted. I'm not giving her my best. So even though I physically may be next to her, I'm not there. And I truly think she can feel that. So I've made that a priority over the past few years. Is time for myself equals better time for my husband and daughter. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? Because you've got three kids. Like, and yeah. three, three amounts of fun. They're I'm so in the cute. exact same way. I 100% believe that investing in yourself is investing in your family because if you are your best self, that's who they get. If you're not taking care of yourself, that's who they're going to get. And that's what you're modeling for them also. So same thing. My sleep is important. That definitely affects how I parent because three kids is a lot. and It's loud. And if I'm not rested, forget about it. Um, the journaling, again, setting my intentions. What kind of a mom do I want, do I want to be today? Um, what is the relationship that I want to have with my kids? Uh, exercise is huge. I tend to be anxious. Um, so that helps me to be calm with them. But that being said, I'm head above water right now. Like most parents that are stuck at home quarantining with kids. 
it's all too much. And I'm not sure that I'm doing a great job. Um, so my expectations, honestly, for myself are pretty low at this moment. I look at it like, are they happy? Are they healthy? Are they fed? And we are doing great if we meet those expectations because it's just a really hard time. And I think that unless maybe you've always wanted to homeschool your kids, which was never my goal, I'm spending far more time with my family than I ever intended. So I work every single day again, through my journaling and setting intentions to try to appreciate that and not take it for granted because I know I'll never look back at this time and go, ah, I can't believe I had that much time with my kids. I'm going to say, I wish I had that time with my kids. So I try to keep that in mind, even as I'm feeling trapped in my own home with a bunch of wild animals. My favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite bits about our weekly calls is when one of Kelly's kids walks in and Kelly said, like, this is my call time. And Kelly starts doing the countdown. I love that. I'm going to count to three. And if you don't leave, you're not going to get your TV time tonight. I like, I get one hour. One hour a week. My, my, other, my other favorite line is when she says, I'm not your friend. Yeah, because they're always be like, oh, I don't like you or whatever. I'm like, that's okay. That's not the goal. I mean, I'm your mom. You know, I'm your mom. I think Kelly, you bring up such a good point though about like, are your kid are they happy? Are they fed? Are they dressed? Like that's all that they care about. And I think like especially in the U.S., like we put so much pressure on ourselves and our families. Like we always have to be doing this great thing or looking this great, like doing this part, looking the part. And it's like it goes back to just like basics of like, are we spending time together? Are we eating good food? Are we laughing? Are we being outside? Like that's the stuff that truly truly matters and that's what families should be striving for I agree I used to be a Pinterest mom um for my first two kids you know I would stay up till two in the morning the day before their birthday making you know perfect little signs for all the food that was going to be served and of course each like the name of the food was some creative thing that went with the snack that I was going to be putting out and you know just over the top all the kids were dressed perfectly. I mean, now, like, they didn't even have, like, a first day of school outfit. I was like, let's look through your drawers. What outfit do you want to wear on the first day? <laughs> Half of it, I'm torturing them so I can get one photo of them looking miserable to send them off to school. And I just spent money on an outfit that they'll never wear again. So I've just lowered the bar as far as um, meeting what I call superficial or societal expectations. Yeah. Are my kids happy? Do they feel honored? Do they feel seen? Do they feel heard? Those are the things that really matter to me at this point. And also, like when I think back on my childhood, I couldn't tell you anything I ever wore or any food that was ever served at a birthday party. Or that's not the stuff right. you remember, right? It's not yeah. the stuff that you. Yeah. yeah. And the people that were there, that's a big one, right? You remember the people that were there when you were little. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, what does it teach your kids if you're putting all of this energy into appearance, mm -hmm. right? And it and it's taking away from how you feel or how you should be living. And it's like, Kelly, I think it's such a beautiful lesson that you were like, because look at the gift that you're giving your children now. Yeah. I think as well, like Corona, as much as it's separated everybody, so like we can't all be with our families. And like, Kelly, you started quarantine time in Texas, so you were away as well. And Jacqueline, your family are on the other side of the country, aren't they? And I was stuck in Jersey. My partner was in the UK. So it's obviously really hard. You're separate. But weirdly, I feel the same as what you were saying there. It kind of it, it kind of highlighted the basics that were really important that maybe I'd completely forgotten about. You know, have I gone for a walk today? Have I seen some sunlight today? Have I eaten well today? Have I done a bit of yoga today? Have I, you know, have I moved my body? Have I eaten something good? When you're stuck in your house the whole time, you kind of got to be like, right, what am I going to do to get through it, right? And it, you lower, like you say, you lower the expectation to the basic things that have to get you through. Which end up being the most important things. Right. And, not, yeah. and I can buy because you can't go to the supermarket or go to the shops or do anything fun. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, stripped it all down for many people, which was why most people were so uncomfortable in the beginning. Yeah. And a lot, I think that people still tend are uncomfortable because 
especially in the US, we are so busy. We are just moving and grooving all day, every day. We're all overscheduled and we're all just consuming all day long. TV, booze, clothes, media, like it just never stops. So I think when everything stopped and we didn't have our usual coping skills, our usual busy schedules, everybody was scrambling to figure out Zoom, what to do. Zoom quizzes. We must do yeah. Zoom quiz. Yes. Yes. Nope. I tried probably three or four. Um, and the very last one, my actually what happened is my 11 year old son, it turns out was awake and he was listening. And this one woman was extremely intoxicated and just talking crazy nonsense. So for like a week straight, he was imitating this woman. And I was like, but you know what? I felt the same way. I was sitting there going, what am I doing? This is not connection. And now I'm up late and I'm listening to this person and I don't feel any better. I'm not engaging. I'm being spoken at. So that was like, okay, this is not going to work. Doing all these little social hours on Zoom, that's not what's going to feed my soul. As much as I wanted it to, I realized I've got to go back to my basics, my journaling, my exercise. It's about me. I have to take care of me. Well, it's about connecting with yourself, right? And I think that was like the really, I think that's what was like shook people when this first started. And frankly, still, you know, going on, people are so connected with busy schedules and filling their time with with connecting with other people, which is not a, which is not a bad thing. But when you're forced to disconnect physically in person, you are forced to face yourself and connect with yourself. And I think right. that really has shaken people. And I, I do think it's a good thing, um, but I think mm-hmm. it's been really, really hard for people. And I, I mean, me too. I have, I've definitely had bad days or it's Absolutely. just been like, yeah. it's been so much and I, I have to take a step back. But I, as much as this year has been incredibly difficult, I am grateful for it. I, I, I really am because it has forced me to connect with myself more. And I've been connecting with you ladies more. Like, I'm grateful for that. Isn't it what you said? Both of you have just said like, it's, it's not like you're connecting with people, but it's not real connection. Like just like just having a conversation, that's not really connection. Like having lots of friends isn't connection, is it? Like it's just stuff to fill time or activities to fill time or people to fill time. Not kind of true. I don't want to say connection again, but that's the word I'm looking for, right? Yeah, there's Not, no depth. Yeah, no depth, precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because three years ago I moved to Texas. I moved to a super social community, and the women were having events all of the time. And I just threw myself wholeheartedly into it. I was on multiple social organizations, you know. PTAs and anything I could get my hands on because I wanted to meet people. Yeah. And finally, I woke up one day exhausted, broke, and feeling lonely. And I'm thinking, how am I lonely when I am with people all the time? But I realized I never had time to myself. I was either giving to my family, you know, hustling them to their practices and getting them to school, and planning our meals. I was going to all these social engagements, trying to meet my husband's needs. I had no sense of what is it that I wanted? What is it that I was doing? So I had to start creating boundaries for myself to make sure that I was taking that time to get in touch with myself. And I think if I hadn't had that experience, then this quarantine would have been the version of you know, that forcing me into it. But luckily I'd already had that experience um, to kind of force me into that and to take the initiative to figure that out on my own. Mm. Jackson, what about you? Do you think that you've ever had any periods of time where you've gone, whoa, I'm doing loads of things here, but none of it's like real stuff? Oh, yes. I um, I would say for the past 10 years, I've been in a sales job where I've been on a plane every week. And besides when I had my daughter, I mean, I mean, literally every week I would be doing day trips. I would be doing overnight. And, you know, the perks were fantastic because I had hotel points and my family, we got to go away and I got to treat my other family members. Um, but I would say, you know, 
over the past few years, like it's taken its toll. And I have, I've, I've been on a plane with hundreds of people and I have felt really lonely and I felt exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally at the end of trips. And when the traveling stopped with COVID, I actually was really excited, but it did force me to like really evaluate, do I, do I like traveling for work anymore? How should I be evolving my skills to maybe do something else um, so that I don't have to travel as much? So I, I, I can relate to Kelly and like filling time and doing things and busy schedules, um, but being incredibly, at least I felt incredibly unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's another area of like where I am grateful for COVID is, and I, but I mean, I'm excited to travel again one day. It just may look very different. Um, but I don't want it to fill my time anymore. I want to be fulfilled when I do do it. Ooh, I like that. You write that down in your journal. (laughs) It's funny that you've like segued really nicely into work there. Um, and we obviously spend lots of our time when we're chatting about like work and goals and business stuff. We met at a business conference. Obviously, we met when we were all talking about starting businesses or starting things, um, kind of new things or progressing things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, one of the hardest connections to keep alive is kind of connected to why I'm doing stuff for the business. Because I think it's easy to get stuck in a to-do list and just do stuff and I've got to do this and then I've got to do that and I've got to go to this meeting and I've got to do this things next. And and sometimes I need to kind of stop and go, right, hold the bus. <laughs> Why did I decide to do this in the first place? What are the things that are really important? What's the stuff that like lights me up that I should be doing more of, not less of? You know, mm-hmm. and, and how can I kind of structure my work so that I'm not just on a grind that doesn't get me anywhere? How do you guys find that with kind of juggling your businesses? Uh, It is a constant battle as with the whole parenting thing. Um, But going back to the whole Texas life, that was kind of, it was the catalyst to take control and start a business of my own. Um, Just moving. I'm, from Maine. I left briefly for college, but I've lived here my whole life. But just the experience of moving to Texas built my confidence in a way um, that allowed me to pursue my dreams for once. And I just felt like literally Texas is huge. I had the space for my dreams finally um, to break free of, you know, old expectations for me and to create um, a new version of myself. So I think um, just being able to, like you said, have the skills through journaling, through meditation, through stillness to reflect upon why did I start this business in the first place? What is my ultimate goal? Who am I serving? And what actions can I take today to be true to that mission or those missions? Um, but it's hard for me because again, I'm a busy, I like to move, I'm anxious. Um, so I struggle with that part of staying on task and, you know, shrinking that to-do list. My to-do list is always so long. So that's what my focus is right now is trying to shrink that list and be so much more deliberate um, with my day-to-day activities and moving my business forward. Yeah, focusing on the things that move it, not the things that you can fill time with. Yes, I'm very good at filling time. I'm breaking old habits. I have been a stay-at-home mom since 2011. And what we do is fill time, right? Like that's what we do. So I'm trying to break away from that old habit. What about you, Jacqueline? How have you found it? Trying to, because you're, juggling a side hustle and a full-time job how do you keep yourself kind of connected to that and this is something where I I mean I have to consciously pay attention to this every day because if I don't I can get overwhelmed and I get excited when I check things off my to-do list but then at the end of the day I'm like what did I actually do today and I I feel again unfulfilled so 
I've had to build in time on my calendar, like literally a half hour, 20 minutes. And the, and the, the section says reflection. And I need to like sit in silence and come back to and what Kelly was saying, like my values, what do I want to do? What do I want my business to give to myself and give to others? And how do I align my to-do items with that? And anything that doesn't add value or that can wait or that my husband can help me out with, like getting better at trying to, I'm just asking for help or saying like, this isn't important. It doesn't need to be done today or this week. Um, but I have to consciously like set aside time to reflect because if I don't, hours, days will pass and I will get burnt out and then I'll get anxious because I feel like I'm not making progress with my business and then I'll get frustrated and beat myself up. So I, I really have to be incredibly conscious of how am I spending my time? And if I need to shift things around being okay with doing that. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I feel like I'm on a constant roller coaster. Like I'll have a day where I'm like, this is amazing. And then by lunchtime, I'm like, what am I doing? And then by dinner time, I'm like, oh, it's fine again. And then I wake up and I'm like, what am I doing? And it's just like that. I think that is like true journey of the entrepreneur, you know, because you don't have this big, you know, corporation and their guidelines, you know, to guide you. It's you're, you're winging it every day. And it happens to go along, some might say. Oh, it's interesting. Make it, make it. Well, and, that's like, and that's like the risk and reward, right? Like it's one of the most, it could be incredibly draining and it's such a roller coaster, but it can also be the most rewarding part and aspect of your life and or one of the aspects of your life. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start my own business is like, I, I want that. I don't want to just settle, if you will, into an area where, you know, of, of security even though that's mm-hmm. important, I, I don't want to settle. I want to be constantly striving for like, what is something that's going to fulfill me and give back to others and, and lift others. And I feel like if I don't strive towards that, I'm actually doing a disservice to myself. And, and it, right. And if I kind of think about that, even when I look at my to-do list, it's like, who is this really helping? Um, that has also helped me prioritize. But that right lady, I mean, it's the risk and reward of, of being your own boss. It's just weird though, isn't it? Because I find like, like, I had a conversation with my partner the other day and I was like, I don't know if I can do it. Not my job. Like, I know I can do my job. I'm good at what I do. But like accounting and business strategy and new business and how do you plan a process for this and recruitment and all like you can be good at what you do. But then when you start a business, you have to learn how to be the HR manager and the accountant and the person that does this and the person that does that and your facilities and you're the person that takes the rubbish out and you're the, you know, you literally have every job. Right. And you have to learn to do that while you're also trying to serve your mission. And that's what gets me every single day. Okay. I need to learn how to be efficient in Zoom. Yeah. I also still need to teach my classes and I also need to create content. And oh my gosh, I haven't done my accounting for the month, you know? So it is, it's a constant struggle to, you know, learn new skills, hone the skills you have, serve your mission. You somehow have to sleep (laughs) at some point in the day. And you guys have to bring up other people. I don't have to do that bit. So you're also doing that bit, which blows my mind. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Three of them for Kelly. That's true. Three of them. Three of them. Like, for me, one of the reasons we all click so much is because we were all, like, geeky about learning stuff. Yes. And, like, I... Funny, so I was talking to my partner. I was like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know if I can do it. And he was like, but this is the most excited you've been in, like, years. Even if you're, like, crying half the time, you're still a lot... When you're not crying, you're so much more excited about your day-to-day. And it I know. Bless him for pointing that out. When you're not being a miserable shit, you're really you're much better to be around than you were before. Um, but I feel like when I met you two, you you're both kind of like me and that you like to geek out about stuff and like learn stuff. And we have so many chats where we're like, "Have you read this? Have you seen that? What about this thing? What about that thing?" And that's really exciting for me. I love that. Me too, because that is one of the parts of me that I think overwhelms people. Is there Same. like I don't want to read your stupid book, Kelly. <laughs> no. And because I'm always, I mean, I went for a walk on the beach today and I've never seen this in all of my life living on the coast. 
there were just giant clams, hundreds strewn all about the beach, live, full. Just, it was low tide and there were just lines of them. How weird. I'm not just going to see that and go, cool. (laughs) Okay. I want to know why. Yes. And I'm going, climate change, you know, like my brain is going, we must solve this problem. I need to understand. (laughs) Whereas I guarantee you 75%, maybe 80 are going to go today and maybe not even stop to think that that is abnormal. You just, a minute. Did you find out? Yeah, I want to know. No, I went straight from the beach to here. So I we need know. to know. We need to know. Listeners, if anyone knows why giant clams might be washing up on the coast of Maine, please send us a DM. Typically, at the tide, they're there, but they're under the sand, right? So I don't know why. And they were alive. And there were no seagulls, okay? So this is like a seagull buffet. But there were no seagulls around. So this was also, okay, here you go. This is it. This is why I am not for everyone. But that used to bother me because I would say, oh, no, I'm doing it again. So I would mm. go. We love it. Great. But now because I'm I, worried about the clams. I know. I want to know. But now I'm like, no, this is who I am. Yep. And my personality serves a purpose. It is, I like asking questions. I like learning. I like thinking more deeply. It's just who I am. Even if it's about shellfish. Thank you. No, because it's not just about the shellfish, okay? There's something else. There's something there. (laughs) I will find out. I can't wait for the text later that tells us. I know. I want to, I expect a full explanation. But it's been interesting because a lot of our chats, I'd like, I promise the listeners that we don't normally talk about shellfish, but a lot of our chats have been about things where we've been kind of, you know, we talk loads about, Paula, Jackie's cracking up now because I'm like, we don't always talk about shellfish. Um, but we do talk a lot about politics and we do talk a lot about kind of our different cultures because that's been really interesting for me, especially at the minute where the world seems to be a bit of a crazy place, like being able to have the view about coronavirus and the political kind of sphere at the minute and being able to talk to two ladies in America every week. And then I'm seeing it from the British side. You guys are seeing it and like comparing notes has been really fascinating for me. I think that's also what's connected us though, Jack. Like I think like Kelly, what you were talking about, like your curiosity with the clams and now we all are very curious about the clams, but like, I think we all possess like genuine curiosity in life and then also for other people. Like, and that's what yeah. I like. I truly want to know like your stories and where you've been and what you've done. And like, I care about what outfit you wear today or like what workout you do. Like, but I think like that's what also ties us together is like, we all are genuinely curious just about ideas and cultures and views, but then also just each other and people. And some right. people don't have that type of curiosity that drives them and that's okay. But I want to be surrounded people by surrounded by people who do same and it's been quite like a divisive time hasn't it the last few months like so much stuff has happened like the election in the states is coming up so there's like massive polarized politics there we've got Mm -hmm. brexit apparently still happening in the uk who knew that was still a thing that's That's right coronavirus is massively polarizing um, all of kind of society having to think more about things like Black Lives Matter. We've talked loads about that. That's been, yes. although it shouldn't be polarizing, but has been for some people incredibly mm-hmm. polarizing. And it's just, it feels like the world's in a place where there's a lot of division, not a lot of kind of cohesion at the minute. Yeah. And so for me, it's so nice to have this safe place to come to once a week mm-hmm. where three very different people. Oh, is she gone? Can you still hear her? I can't. She's frozen. Her hands look very serious, but I can't hear her. <laughs> For our listeners, she's um, sat on this beautiful leather-bound chair, and she looks a bit like the President of the United States right now, but like a cool black female version. Yeah, very much so. The President of the want for the United States. Where's Michelle Obama when you need her? <gasps> Come on, Michelle. Come on. She does have Michelle Obama's arms. I'll just text her. Come back. Come back whenever you can. Exclamation point. 
I love that she's stressed about the clowns. That really makes me laugh. But I, I'm actually really curious. When she was saying how they're alive, which is fantastic, because if they were dead, that would be incredibly depressing. Um, but I'm, I'm actually incredibly curious. I'm curious, too. Clams washed ashore? <laughs> Are you Googling it? Oh, wait, here we Oh, this is from 2017. <laughs> what does it say? It might be applicable. See, this one is this saying that, they've got, that they were dead. This was in 2017. In Maine, in Maine. Oh, there's... Jacqueline killed the clams because we couldn't burn them. Oh, you are? Okay. So it looks like this has happened in 2017, but many of the clams were already dead. You're saying they were alive. Usually, the sh so say it's high tide, you may see some shells, but they're usually empty yeah. um, because seagulls have eaten them or they already died from natural causes before that. Um, but it was just weird to see them full yeah. and alive. Strange. That is really weird. I, yeah, so this just, has already happened. This has happened in 2017 and 2018. Okay. So I'm just saying maybe it's like a once year phenomenon. It looks like so Brie, I haven't read all of these details, but it looks like one of the reasons has to do with the increased temperatures of the ocean. I knew it. I knew it. Global warming. I knew it. That depresses me. And actually you were talking about this too, Jackie, just being a constant learner, right? Like it's the passion, it's the willingness to learn, like the willingness to fail, admit that you were wrong. Yeah. All those things are everything. And that is what has been the biggest change for me and being able to get to this place of pursuing my goals and not just living up to other people's expectations of me because I was never, I never wanted to fail. I was raised in a family Same. of like fixed mindset. If you don't know what fixed or growth mindset is, please read the book. Mindset by Carol S. Dweck. It will change your life. Mm -hmm. But my family, it was like perfectionist, type A, overachiever, fixed mindset. So if, if I wasn't going to be perfect at it, I stayed away from it. I was like, heck no, not doing it. So now I am a people person. I want to do in-person in-person training just not really a thing you can do in the pandemic. So I've had to shift to everything being online. I'm super uncomfortable with technology. I don't like it and I don't know much about it, but you know what I do love? Helping people get healthy. So I've had to learn how to do all of these things online and I have failed so many times. And for like one second, I'm like, run. Yeah. <laughs> Remember why you're here. You're human. You're not the only person scrambling to learn technology right now. You know, like, okay, what can you learn from this? Let's move forward. And we have, we have this all the time, right? Because you're saying about like your new Zoom where you've gone from being like training people one-on-one -on -one to being like, oh, I, have, I can't be in their houses. Jacqueline, you were talking to me earlier about building a website. Yeah. It's just like, how'd you build a website? Oh, best figure that one out. I did a load of online courses during the pandemic, which was literally like, how do you make an online course? Should probably go and figure out that. Because again, I can't do it in person. Yeah. You've just got to try, haven't you? Oh, and your online yeah. course, Jack, was so great for me about branding and how it is. Oh, 14 oh, days to be so effective. I think, Kelly, you said something so, all the things you say are inspiring, but what you said about like not being afraid to fail, like that is like, I have, I have come to accept and embrace and say out loud I fail constantly all the time all the time yeah for sure and me yeah, too but it's like that's how you that's how you learn and there was Brene Brown who I I love she said something about how like in life you should have regrets like this whole life of like no regrets that's actually not a healthy way of living because you should have regrets of like, yeah, you know, I wish I did something a little bit differently, or I wish I learned from this, or I wish I did that trip, or I wish I did this because that if you acknowledge 
and reflective things that you could have done differently or failures that you have. That's the only way that you're going to grow and propel forward. So I say, yeah. let's fail often and let's have regrets to be able to, to do things differently in the future. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about like building businesses, we were saying before about it, like the roller coaster. Part of that is because you're doing things where you're going, shit, I don't know if I can do that. Am I going to be okay? Is it going to be rubbish? Sometimes you do it and you're like, oh, no, actually, that went quite well. How could I do it better? And other times you do it and you're like, oh, let's just pretend that never happened (laughs) and never speak. Right. And like be willing to show your face again. I mean, you know, and okay, maybe I just lost that client because maybe they're they're unable to accept my imperfection and that ooh, to be able to say that's okay that person and I don't align mm-hmm. okay like I'm, they're not ready for me and my imperfectionism <laughs> like that's okay that's even like using it as another chance right? I had, like, yeah precisely that's exactly what I was gonna say so I had um somebody that I was talking to recently who would have been a really great client for my business and I was thinking, well, this is going well. And then I kind of got passed to somebody else, like in the chain, who was like making the decision. And they were like, oh, we've hired, we've hired another agency. Oh. So I like took a little moment to like be like, oh, I know I could have done some amazing stuff for them. I've got some people in the team that could have been just like, it could have been perfect for them, right? All the conversations I've had, we really lined up. It would have been great. Um, but I had to be really strict with myself and be like, still have the meeting. And go along and ask why. Why did why did you make that decision? What could we have done better to like maybe be in the running? What because at some point they'll be looking for someone again, right? And you want to be in a position where you know the answers to that. Yeah. Because otherwise it's a bit weird. I wonder if um some of it's like age related. Cause I know like we're all in our thirties, mm-hmm. but we're all kind of talking about like that being able to just like show up as yourself. Mm-hmm. And like the thir- your thirties are just the best. Yeah, I just feel like twenty. Or I feel <laughs> Kelly's like, you know, oh I'm my like, god! I, I think the thir- my thirties are the best because I think in the twenty in my twenties I was so like, who am I? What am I doing? Am I good enough? No, no, no all yeah. the time. Whereas now I'm like, well, I've been doing it for thirty years. I best crack on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just. Because I feel like I've only just begun to give myself a chance to live forward. Yeah. I'm looking forward. I, I'm trying to stay present, but I'm looking forward to being even more experienced, even more wise, even more confident. So thinking like, oh my gosh, how much I've learned and grown at this moment. What the heck are my 40s going to be like? Like, I am so excited. I just listened to an awesome podcast. Um, it was Oprah interviewing JLo. And oh my love I love her and she was like I don't get why everyone's freaking out about me being 50 she was like I'm at my halfway mark like I am so confident I know who I am I know what I want she's like I am just getting started oh, I That's love it. I'm freaking out me too me too but that's why people freak out because she's strong and unapologetic and a girl Oh, no. Oh, Did Kelly freeze Kelly. for you? She froze for me. Dun, dun, she's gone. Good arms. I know. Good arms. Good arms, Kel. Your arms look great. Seriously. They do. It's interesting what she's saying there about J-Lo, though. Because I think that the reason people get so hung up on her being 50 is because she's a 50-year-old woman who looks great, is doing amazingly. And just the world's not seen a lot of that, right? Okay. I'll get a little bit deep here. I think. When people look at JLo, I think healthy people emotionally, mentally think like, oh my goodness, look at this woman. She is on top of the world. Look at everything she has accomplished, cheering her on. She is beautiful. She's a rock star. She, she's hot. She knows who she is. Like, look at her. I do think unhealthy people in the world may look at her and they tr- it triggers them because there's something in their life that they are unhappy with, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally triggers that they have not dealt with. So they look at her like, oh my gosh, she's 50. She should be doing something else or she's too old. For this. It's, but that's where, like when you're healthy, emotionally, mentally, you can look at someone and be like, they are a rock star. Like kudos to them. I love it. And they can inspire you. 
think unhealthy though, you look at them and you're like, I'm just going to block her out because she reminds me of something that I'm not. Yes. I think that is so true because I used to be that person. Same. Analogy of like the pot of boiling crabs. One crab will try and get out and then they all pull it back down. I grew up in a small town and I would say the overwhelming culture had small ideas of the world and what you should do with your life. And it was, it's like someone goes out and you're just like, come back. Lots of judging, lots of gossiping, lots of like, oh, no, 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 no. You shouldn't believe that, you know? Oh, so now that I'm out of that and I can see, and I look at how fearful I was, how insecure I was because I wasn't honoring myself and pursuing my goals and living life by my own design. I was doing what everybody else was doing or what everybody else thought I should be doing. And I couldn't see anybody else being happy because I wasn't happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, I'm not super successful, you know, by like any sort of standard, but I'm so flipping happy because I am doing what makes me happy and I am serving other people. But that's success, right? That's success. When people say, oh, that person's successful, what does that mean? Rich? Right. Big house, nice car. It's not. Like I, I would love a big house and a nice car. Like and a yacht. Lie, we, all know, yeah. we all know that the super yacht is on my vision board, right? Yes. Can't wait to do that. Oh my god, those holidays are going to be good. Be but so good. So good. We're going to spend a lot of time on a yacht when I finally oh. figure out how to make money to buy one. But <laughs> as much as that will be fantastic when we get there, that's not that's not success, is it? Success no. is feeling like. Oh, this was a good day, a day well lived. Yes. Fulfillment out of success. It's interesting what you say about the comparison there, Kelly, because I think the like taking us back to where we all met, it was so weird. We were literally in an ice hockey rink at a conference. <laughs> and all I can remember about this conference was how cold my feet were. Because they'd put like flooring over the ice. And my feet were bloody freezing the entire time we were there. But I don't remember that. that you not remember that? I was no. so cold the whole time. At that point, Jacqueline, I think you were one person over from us. Yeah. I think there was someone in between you and I. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Kelly heard me moaning about my cold feet then for that whole day. But one of the things they talked about a lot was comparison and how it is like not, it just doesn't serve you. Like looking at what other people are doing and comparing yourself is really tempting, but also really unhelpful. And that's definitely something that I've taken forward as I'm, I'm building this business kind of think if you're going to look at what other people are doing, you need to be looking at it in a well done you, like sharing it and being happy for them. And if you can't do that, don't look. <laughs> right. I definitely think, um, so we had a trip planned next week. I think oh my it was, gosh, the it? first week in October. Yep. We were all meant to be together in, in San Diego. San Diego. Oh, and we'd rented the best B&B and it was yeah. so beautiful. We were going to drink so much wine and go to a personal development conference and learn loads of stuff and get our geek on all together. But in lieu of that, it has been super nice to chat to you today. Are there any things you want to, before we wrap up, you want to tell our listeners, if you had to kind of define connection or what helps you feel the most connected, whether that's to yourself, to kind of your goals to your family, what would you say? I, I would say that if you are feeling disconnected and you're looking for connection, start with yourself, connect with yourself, and that will help you connect with other people. Um, creating self-awareness is definitely the first step to really creating meaningful relationships with other people. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I would say very similarly, um, a phrase that I've been using a lot lately and thinking thinking about about lately is just showing up, showing up for yourself, showing up for for your life. Because when you show up for yourself and give yourself the love and attention that you need, and acknowledgments of areas that you can improve, like you're able to show up for others. Like mm-hmm. I'm able to show up for these conversations and listen with and talk to you and truly care because I show up for myself. And if I didn't show up for myself, I couldn't do that. 
So the way to build connectivity, show up for yourself, allows you to show up for others that, that you care about. And I hope that I can always show up for you ladies and myself. Oh, I love it. And I just wish, sometimes I have days where I just think, oh, I'd love to just go out for brunch with them too. Same. Me too. I'm on the wrong <laughs> I, you know what? Every time I go there, I bring myself back down. I'm like, it's going to be so much better when we finally can, because we will not take a second for granted. Absolutely. No, that's so true. Very true. So, well, it has been absolutely fantastic talking to you. Thank you for being my lovely guest for the last episode of the series. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Love you both. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Hopefully, you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. You can tune in every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher for the next free episode. And why not subscribe so you don't miss out? If you like it, then don't forget to leave us a five-star review because they really do help. And head over to Instagram at ink underscore block underscore creative to carry on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to stay connected. Stay connected.